What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. episode about Jesus' magic. Um, if you haven't already listened to it, go back and give it a listen. Um, Shanti is a SiriusXM top comic 2018 finalist, um, has worked with Vice, Extra, CBC Comedy, and appeared on Working Moms and Soul Decision. Um, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Matt. Oh, my pleasure. Um, now, you've been working in comedy about 13 or 14 years. That's yeah. Um, so when did you realize this was something that you wanted to do? I always knew. I guess when I was like nine, whenever you're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was like a vegetarian, but like veterinarian. And then um, I told my mom I wanted to be a singer. And then when she told me that I didn't sing, I was like, am I better than Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey? And she was like, no, <laughs> no one is. And I that broke me as like an eight year old. And I was like, you're dead to me. And then I decided I wanted to be a comic. So I just always... It was just always something that, that make it re- relieving tension, making people happy. Yeah. I always wanted to be, you know, like Robin Williams or Whoopi, like watching them growing up, just be like a force of that brought happiness to people. So yeah. I f- figured that stand up was like the way, you you know, oh, you, you grow <laughs> before up Google, you just yeah. do what? Just do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Excellent. Um, uh, what what we talked about Jesus magic, but what is your actual favorite comedy album? If you think like, is there one that really stands out? I'm going to be real honest with you, Matt. I don't listen to a lot of comedy. Yeah, yeah. It, I feel like it uh, informs my opinion on things, and it, there's not a lot of comedy out there that is my voice or suits my voice. Uh, there, there's not a lot of trans people uh, doing stand-up. I think that Tignataro is someone that really is very special to me. I think that uh, the way that she makes jokes and tells them is amazing and I've always I'm in love I love Sarah Silverman but like rewatching Jesus is Magic I was like holy I don't I don't watch a lot of comedy if that's like what I, my <laughs> one of my go tos because like her she made me laugh I remember she made yeah. me laugh but I don't I don't watch a lot of comedy I feel like mm-hmm. my roommate I live with I live with like ninety comics because I'm really successful <laughs> and they were watching like Dave Chappelle and it was just like there's always something in there that I'm like I don't know man <laughs> yeah. Even when I watch Amy Schumer, I'm like, I get it. I get that you're, you know, tongue in cheek being, I I just feel like I don't like to be offended. It doesn't resonate. No, it's not my voice and I don't find it as important as maybe some other things that could be sharing space. I don't know. I don't, (laughs) I just don't watch enough comedy. (laughs) Now you grew up in Winnipeg, right? Yeah. So my um, grandparents were actually, well, one was from um, Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. My 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 grandmother was from White Mouth, Manitoba. So they're from sort of smaller towns. And uh, my, my grandfather is actually a classical composer. And he wrote a, or scored a ballet, Shadow on the Prairie, which is performed by the Royal Winnipeg Ballet Company, all about a Scottish couple that moved to the prairies and went crazy. So because, because in the middle of winter. So 
it impacted his work a lot because you generally don't write a mu- write music about people going crazy if it doesn't sort of like sit on your sit on you somehow. Have you found growing up in the prairies and growing up in Winnipeg, if you found that's impacted your material? I guess it did when I lived there because it was like Utah. It's kind of like uh, I feel like Winnipeg is a bit separated from everything. It's like a hub, it, like that you do a lot of Winnipeg jokes because you're not as affected by the rest of the Canadian comedy scene. But yeah. I, the only way that it affects my jokes is that I uh, grew up in a, like in I feel like a very problematic uh, area of Canada. I think mm-hmm. I, or I don't know. I feel like it's a, a blue collar city, so there's a lot of like. Um, uh, racism towards everyone, but especially indigenous people. Yeah. And I never really, I just couldn't, I never felt I fit there. So it, mm-hmm. it has impacted me in the way that I just try to evolve from the people that surrounded me when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And it was very cold. I, I don't, I just don't, when <laughs> when people ask me about Winnipeg, I want to be like, it's great, but I didn't, I, that's where I got bullied. That's where I yeah. experienced a lot of misogyny. That's where I, uh, there's still a lot of misogyny in their comedy scene. So I'm like, mm, what? I'm from Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, it's, it, it's, it's about where you are, not where you were. Yeah. It affects my writing because it's just like, I can, I can, uh, I can make fun of where I'm from and yeah. I can make fun of what made me who I am today. You know, like just be like, I'll, I'll say like, and you know, in, in Hawaii where they give you a lay and they say, Aloha, I'm going to pick, they just stab you, you know, cause it's just, <laughs> yeah. I don't, there's <laughs> so much violence there. It's like, I try to ah, <laughs> I try to think of a good thing that I like about Winnipeg, and I'm like, I don't like it. <laughs> it's 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 racist and cold. Racist so, and cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's okay. Um, now, uh, you've performed in a, a lot of different places. Where's the weirdest venue that that you've ever found yourself? In? Ooh, this is good because last night I um I performed uh, uh, at a private bachelor bachelorette party. Uh, my they they got a hold of me through my website through my agent and. He was like, do you want to do this private bachelorette party? And I was like, uh, yeah, because I <laughs> like like I was saying to you earlier, really like I'll order an Uber pool just to be feel anxious because like I just sometimes like feeling discomfort emotions. But mm-hmm. it was I when I was pulling up in the Uber pool last <laughs> night to it, I was like, why do I do this to myself? And it was great. But it was just uh, me performing for 15 people in this woman's living room that oh, I didn't wow. know them. And I just walked in. They made me a drink. And then. They were like, so you ready? And I was like, yeah, yes, I'm ready to perform in your living room in front of a window in Forest Hill or wherever I was. That would make, that'd make a, a cool comedy special. It w- Yeah, it's like something like Maria Bamford did where she yeah. keeps going from. So that's what I was going to say is somebody that I've listened to all of her albums and I absolutely adore her. I just don't I don't like I don't wear band shirts and I'm like this. I'm the biggest fan of this person. Yeah. And I, I love like that's something like. And if I travel, I that's who I would listen to, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. <laughs> there's um, been a lot of talk in the last few years about how there's been a sea change in the entertainment world and comedy about representation, diversity, and how it's improving. But a lot of men in the comedy world, especially, continue to make jackasses of themselves and do terrible things, and they appear to get free passes. Um, meanwhile. People continue to attack people of color, women, and members of the LGBTQ plus community who try to make a living off of comedy for even the most perceived of slights or straying outside of the boxes that they they like to put them in. Performing, have you seen like how have how has it been on the ground in the comedy world? Like, it's a, 
you hear a lot of critics talking about, you know, oh, it's better or there's all these new acts, but actually in the clubs, has there been a change? Do you feel that it's getting better or is it more of the same? I feel like um, moving to Toronto and living here, it's been a positive change for me because I felt like uh, I I'd never really worked with a lot of women. I was like, oh my God, you exist in comedy? Because there'd always be like one other woman because they wouldn't make space for them, you know, or like one woman on... Uh, 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 on a roster mm-hmm. because that that would you had that just tokenizing people tokenizing was a big thing for me coming up in stand up and now I feel um, that things are becoming more diverse and the peak club owners I deal with like Gary at Comedy Bar they make every they're trying to, to be more inclusive and like they're very on very open space like I could talk to Aaron Jen or Gary about any issue that I have uh, and and they, and they, they want to hear it they want their space to be inclusive and just to be a safe space for people which is not across Canada what club owners do or how they book or anything like that and I I don't see a change I honestly don't so I I create my own spaces I create my own work because I I'm not I'm not going to get a call to come and headline my club my home club in Winnipeg and they're like oh did, didn't we treat you well I'm like you treated me great but I'm also a trans person so you're not going to you don't care, you know, yeah. I, 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 and I've, uh, I, I actually work for yuck yucks, but I, uh, I had to be like, or do you want me on the roster or do I walk? Because even talking to like the club owners at absolute or just any club in Canada, like I'm, I'm a, a barred from working a club in Thunder Bay called crickets because, and they've never met me. They've never met me because I'm an, uh, out, out like what, what was the, I can't remember the phrasing. It was something about being an out, word woman and feminist I was like well, it's only one of those things um people just abrasively don't like me or what I represent because they think that it's outside of what how they think or they might think that I, I don't really know I I just think it's I I'm too much for of a maybe a gamble I don't really know where where am I going with this I I I, I have to create my own work because I you're not going to see a trans person headlining across Canada yet you're not going to see that. I'm the first. I headlined uh, the Yucks Club, the Toronto Club, and I was the first uh, out trans person to ever work a Canadian club chain. Wow. That's so, and I'm the and I'm the first, and that's because I just came out as trans. Like even before then, I was working as a woman or as a lesbian. I I was the first host at Rumors to be a, a female, and now mm-hmm. I I don't I just don't th- I think it's we're still f- far away from be from actual club work being diverse but comedy I feel is changing and it's becoming more um about an underground scene becoming the scene because people want to see diversity so they're going to go to self-produced shows where the producers are queer people of color people of color and they're making more effort to have a diverse lineup which is what I do with queer and present danger and my own shows Mm -hmm. is try to reflect what I see in the world and what my friend group looks like and just how what I want everybody in the audience to be able to see themselves on stage I guess is the thing but you don't I you don't see that in clubs so it's a that's a tough question because I'm like I don't live in that like in the the mainstream comedy world like I had to just create my own queer scene so that I could just be myself on stage do you feel it's the environment to do that to self-create and like in this you know in this new world of comedy as a sort of like Billy is 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 that there more than it was like maybe a decade ago I think there's just more there uh, that we we don't care what white men have to like who, the people who we thought ran the comedy scene and ran our careers 
don't because there's people who want to hear people want to see me on stage yeah. people trans people non-binary queer people everybody like there's a lot of people that are my fans that aren't just queer people or trans people they want to hear my voice they want to hear my perspective and I think just me being able to be like okay with people not liking me and mm-hmm. people not liking the material I put out or I don't know I, just being more confident to be like I'm here and I deserve this space and taking it up I don't know. I lose track of a question as soon as you say it. <laughs> okay. So, it's it's true. Like the the answers are interesting. That's what matters. So, good. <laughs> good. Doing stand up, you know, heckling is kind of a, a, a reality yeah. of the situation. Um, it's you know it's un, it's unfortunately it's just like the only creative outlet. I mean, I'm not really big into music. I love comedy. That's my and it's like the only thing where only thing you can go to where you kind of like a segment of the audience think it's okay to be assholes and interrupt the performance. Yeah. Like I'm contributing because I'm being a part of it. No, you're ruining it. Like, how do you deal with heckler? Like, what do you do to brace yourselves or, or sort of judo your way through that situation? It's so strange. Cause it's like, if you go to a music show, it's like these things have, ex- have all existed for all of time. So we like, mm-hmm. when we go to, the, uh, when we go to music, this is how we act. And when we go to a film, this is how we act. But comedy is just like, it's so much newer than everything else. So it's just like, it's me. I'm here too. And people, I, I don't brace myself. I riff a lot. And I just, I guess I'm, I have an improv background, so I'm just ready. I'm just always ready. And when something, you're, you can't really be ready for a heckler because you don't know what it's going to come from. Yeah. What it, I, I perform in a lot of queer spaces that I've created and a lot of queer spaces that have come from that or have existed before. But I also do club work. So anything can happen to me at any time. And mm-hmm. that's physics. But <laughs> I like when I'm standing on stage and somebody speaks to me, I just am like, I just have to address why that person is talking out loud and give them their moment in the spotlight and then move on I, and I never am mean to hecklers I'm just I'm just always ready and just ready to validate them because the reason that they're speaking out loud is because they just need some attention for a moment and my heckle like I I used to get heckled more in like a hate crimey way when I was younger but I think the way that I own myself now people are like I they're gonna eat me alive if I say something you know what I mean yeah, yeah. um like I had somebody the other day that was like uh I was like is there a, I was like yucks and like where's my lgbtq uh, representation at where my queers at and nobody cheered and that happens a lot and then i'm like i pretend i'm like i am gonna oh i'm gonna go die because it's like the only one in the club but then this woman was like pointed her friend she was like he is and he was like what no and then people were laughing they thought that was so funny that she was like he's gay and i was like oh wow that's no you're in the wrong place honey Uh uh-uh and then he was like well me and he's like i was like what are you drinking and he's listed all the ingredients didn't name the the drink like a (laughs) fucking idiot listed and i was and he was like so maybe and but it was in a martini glass he's like so maybe i am gay and i was like you can't make that joke especially when i'm on the stage sweetheart and everybody like it was a very like white cis audience because it was yuck yucks on like a thursday and yeah and everybody was like like oh like weren't on my side and i was like oh you're not on my side that hurt i was like oh that hurts but i don't care what you think so then and then like i was like i can make that joke you can't make that joke and everybody was like and then a minute later i was like Oh, what is that? A martini? What do you get? What are you gay or something? And I was like, see, it's funnier when I say it, but I was selling myself out in that moment to, I was just trying to reflect on, show them that you, I don't know what I was trying to show. I was trying to show them that like they, they were like, Oh, it's okay. You know what? I, I lost myself. <laughs> see, as soon as I, I, as soon as I start talking, I'm like, Oh my God, why is everybody looking at me? It's only me and you in this room. Why am I not talking? I just, every, Everything that happens to me, I also have ADHD. So if anybody does anything in a crowd, I will notice it and I will yeah. address it. That's part of how much I riff and just how much like my attention span is. And I, I just, 
am just always on the ready to talk to the audience and have just validate everybody in the audience and make sure they know that they're like, I'm just as much here for you as I am for you, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm terrible at interviews. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's, <laughs> it, it's giving me an insight into, you, and how you, into how you work. And that's that's the awesome part. You know, that it's just terrific to, to find out. Good. <laughs> yeah. um, now, you're a finalist in the Sirius XM Top Comic Competition. Um, that's super exciting. It must be super exciting. Like, how does that process work how do you how do you how did you get on there and like how did they go through um, that they uh ask for submissions um earlier in the year and then you submit your video and uh then they get back to you. they choose about 60 comedians and then they um hold auditions in calgary and toronto and then uh three people from every night go through so they end up into the finals with i don't know i i think it was like 16 people 12 people uh no more maybe like 18 you know what <laughs> they sent me all this information so I could get it right and I'm like I didn't read that <laughs> I just go with what I feel uh there's like 18 of us and then we go through a voting process for a month of like just getting people to vote for us every day and the people with the highest amount of votes uh get to be the final eight for the competition and uh we get to compete for $25,000 in four uh huge festival spots so basically like probably like 35 like it's a lot of money and yeah. JFL Sydney JFL 42 just for laughs and then a TV special, and then the, then the runners-ups each get $2,500, so, and probably appear in some stuff, too. So it's a huge opportunity, and Maria Bamford is headlining it, so it's just like I get to meet my hero. Yeah, I was going to say, like, she, that's got to be exciting. Yeah, I just, I didn't think that, I the night that I had, I've, I've, I did the, the Top Comic Finals in 2014, right before I moved here, and the prize was $15,000. And that was the prize. That was it. And not that that was it. That's an amazing prize. But Sirius XM has really built Canadian stand-up and trying to build a star system. So they're trying to make it bigger and better. And they have achieved that. And uh, I just, I when I was going in this year, I've auditioned like every year because you get paid to audition. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, I'll submit. I want that money. But I... I went in not thinking I would go through. So I, for the second time ever, I told my jokes about being trans and it was really scary because it was like, it's admitting and saying it out loud to myself because I've it's only been not a year since I came out as trans, but mm -hmm. two or three years as non-binary. Uh, but it was just like, I want, if I'm going to go through or if I'm going to lose, I want to lose for myself because it, I am terrible in competition and terrible showcasing because it means so much to me. And I, so I was just like, I'm doing this for myself. So I wasn't nervous. So I had a really good set and I went, me and two other queer people went through and that's like, I, that comedy is changing. There was yeah. no queer representation. All the whole, the, all the finalists that night were queer. And then uh, going into the voting, um, my best friend, Kyle Brownrigg was also uh, in the semifinals. So uh, it was just kind of every day, like matching him, like what he put out, I'll put something out. And I just, I didn't think that I would get into the final. I like, I was like, if I don't get into the finals, I'll suck. And it would suck to not have that representation there being, having a trans person there. Yeah. But that's just how much I put. And I put a lot into it. I did go for the votes every day, but, um, I, at the end of the day, I, I didn't think that I would really get to the finals. So I'm just proud to represent who I'm representing on the stage. And if I, I don't think I'll win, <laughs> But if I did, it would be really sick. But it would also show how progressive stand-up has come because, yeah. like, my my, I'm not going to change my jokes or my 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 the set that I'm going to pick just because it's the finals and I stand to win twenty five thousand dollars. If I don't talk about being trans, I can't be like, I'm so proud to be the first trans person out trans person to do this the finals and not mention it. I want to make my community proud, and I'll make my community proud before I choose jokes that might win an entire audience over. I don't know what the audience is going to be made up of, but I'm just going to make myself proud and 
hopefully that gets me $25,000. <laughs> I'll be cheering for you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of Maria Bamford as well. Uh, super, super huge fan. Uh, I just find what she does in um, her material where she's just so honest. Like, regardless. And what like, she says is so important and impactful, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so... Impactful? Yeah, impactful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so how are you going to keep from like if I ever met her, I I probably fan out a little bit. Like, do you have a t- a tactic to like to say, okay, keep my cool? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not. I the other day I walked past Ted Danson at CP24 and walked into a coffee machine. I and I don't. I'm not even a big fan of Ted Danson. I just saw him and I was like, Bleh! and then fell. I, I can prepare myself all I want, but I don't know what's going to happen in the moment. I just may, I may majorly want to share with her how important it is that she shares uh, her her journey through anxiety and depression because it it helps like I, I I know a lot of comics who now talk about it in their act and she's opened doors for stigma to be like lessened and just yeah. for people to be more honest about it on stage because a lot of comics suffer from that and just being able to talk about it and make and normalize it for other people that don't have a stage and a microphone to be like oh it's okay that I feel this way she's done so much good for people with that with mental health issues i just want her to know that that she has impacted me and that her voice is so important that's i guess would be the only uh, but i'll probably be like i don't know i don't know it's gonna be a really crazy day but me and my me and kyle were just like we got to the finals that's what we wanted to do and we are two best friends two queer people in the finals and that's all we can ask for so it's just going to be a fun day. We're going to treat ourselves. So we get to still like, they were like, if you want the hotel, but we live in Toronto. And he was like, do we want the hotel? I was like, bitch, yeah. of course we want the hotel. It's a beautiful fucking hotel. And we live in garbage apartments. We're losers. <laughs> we're getting that hotel. And we're going to treat ourselves like fancy people. We're going to meet our hero and we're just going to party. Like we're just going to have a fun day. And I'm hoping that I can stay true to that and not get too anxious. Excellent. Now, um, so this is going to actually go up on the 27th. So if you had one piece of advice one piece of encouragement to give yourself on the day when you go into that showcase what what would that be I think that me right now will tell me in the future that you're worth this and you can do it because you are funny you're very funny Shanty and uh you don't let yourself feel that a lot and uh if you just talk about the things that are important to you and you do your best you'll do great (laughs) excellent all right well Thanks very much for joining us on the panel and taking the time to sit with us afterwards. Thank you for um, listening to my really long answers Then when I forget what I'm talking about. I really appreciate you. It, 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 it's, it's illuminating and it, it's fun. <laughs> so it, thank you. Thank you. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything that's happening after the special that you want to like, tell people about or get people to come out to? I had mentioned I'm, I'm uh, dropping my album, The Shanty Show, on October 27th at Comedy Bar at 9 p.m. Uh, and uh, every Monday I uh, host Canada's first and only uh, weekly LGBTQ open mic. So if you want to check that out and support the community or if you want to come try stand-up, I'm, I mentor a lot of young queer comics and uh, I'm, a, I'm a good dad to them. So <laughs> come and get a dad. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> or right, some cool. comedy. You don't need a dad. Come just come and, for the get comedy. Get a dad and comedy. Yeah. On one easy it's location. a really, what a great day. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right. Thanks very much for, for, for sitting with me. Thanks, Matt. <laughs>
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.